Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Russ. Welcome to today's show. So today we're going to be talking about how to get off of the revenue roller coaster because we have a lot of people who reach out to work with us and you know they're able to create sort of quick pops of income in their business but they're not able to sustain it. And in so many ways, that's actually more frustrating than just not being able to make money at all. Because when you have a a pop of money come in and then you can't sustain it, it's like pretty soon the money runs out and you can't keep it going. And you feel like when that happens, you feel like you have no momentum. You feel like you have no certainty, you have no security. You can't plan for the future. You really don't know what the future holds. And so I'm here with Adrian today. I thought we'd come on. We talk about how how our clients are able to create not just revenue, but consistent revenue mm-hmm. so that they can do things like plan for the future so they can save up, so they can invest, so they can make good decisions. Because if you can't do that, you you really have no ability to, to, to plan your life, do you? No, not at all. Yeah. So it's going to be a good topic today because uh, I feel like this is a common problem for entrepreneurs, especially like online, learning how to do online internet marketing um, you know, coaches can have really inconsistent income. So make good topic. Well, so let's talk about some of the ways that, that, that sort of aren't working. So like, for example, one of the biggest problems we see is that people are using business models that are not evergreen. And when we say evergreen, we mean it's always working all day, every day. It's constantly, it's constantly working. So mm-hmm. Like we've been able to scale our revenue at clients on demand, but the process is always running. Our ads are always running. Our enrollment coaches are always enrolling. We're always bringing new people into our program. And so it's this constant flow. And that's what we teach our clients to do as well. But we see a lot of people who have sort of been, I don't even know, taken in by business models basically that don't provide the kind of evergreen income that we're talking about. And so I'd say that probably the biggest example of, of something that sort of doesn't work is the whole idea of the launch model. Yeah. Um, and I know because when I first started out, that was what I did because that's where people did launches. So I was like, cool, I'm going to do launches. But the problem with the launch is that you do a launch, you make a quick pop of income. And if, you know, If the launch is successful, great. You make a bunch of money all at once, but then it's crickets. It's nothing. And, yeah. uh, and that sucks because then it's like, okay, great. It's all about thinking about the next launch. Well, that's so true because what happens with launches and there's all different, you know, kinds of launches too, you know, but most people think like, oh, it's, they're convinced that it's this great idea, right? Because I only have to do the work once and then I make a ton of money and then I'm set, right? Because that's like what everybody thinks is going to happen. Well, I'm going to do all this work for like two or three months. I'm going to prepare for it. I'm going to set up for it. There's this huge amount of pressure for you to hit the numbers that you need to hit. And you hire graphic designers and funnel people and you have to have someone do your ads and you have all these moving pieces and you have your entire year riding on that, you know, because the dream is like, I'm just going to work for a couple months and I'm going to deliver my program and then I'm going to take the rest of the year off. Right. And that almost never happens. 
almost never happens. You see some people out there that are very well known that have ultra successful launches, but that is not the norm. And I've done ads for a lot of people <laughs> that have done launches. And with after their ad spend is done and after they pay out, if they had any JVs or anything like that and all the other people, it's like everybody else that put all the pieces together made money. And then the people who actually are running the program, there's very little left over for them at the end. Well, let's like take that apart. Okay. So because I want people to really understand what we're talking about. So on a typical launch, Adrian mentioned a lot of things. You, you know, you've got people helping you with the funnel. Maybe you're doing the funnel piece yourself, but you probably have somebody doing your ads. You have graphic designers. Maybe you have a copywriter if you're not a great mm -hmm. copywriter. But on top of that, too, most launches, not all, but most launches are affiliate driven. And what that means is that you're going to go out there and you're going to recruit affiliates and you're going to review, uh, recruit JV partners. And those people are all going to mail their list and all mail their audience and send all that traffic back to your sales page at a certain time. Mm -hmm. So you'll be like, hey, look, this launch is happening, you know, whatever, June 1st at 10 a.m. Mail your list. You know, here's the early bird, whatever. And so you're counting on all these people to come through for you. You're counting on all these people to mail for you. And then when they sell your product, you're giving them a big ass commission, usually in the neighborhood of 40, 50, 60, sometimes 75, sometimes even a hundred percent. And a lot of people will have prizes that they give out on top of that, where it's like, yeah. oh, my top affiliate, my top JV partner is going to get, I don't know, like a Ferrari or going to get, you know, whatever. And so it's like, you guys have to appreciate for a second how much stress that creates for you because yeah. everything is hinging on this one day. Everything is hinging on this one launch. And then let's say you do it and it, if it tanks, and I've had launches that tanked before, it's like the worst feeling in the world yeah. because then you're like, well, all that work was for nothing. But yeah. let's just say you crush it, right? Let's say you have like a million dollar launch, you knock it out of the park. What percentage of that are you really going to keep? So right out of the gate, most launches, you know, the typical refund rates in our industry, Adrian, are what, like 20% for a lot of people? Yeah, at least. I mean, I've back in the day when I used to do affiliate stuff, I mean, I would be lucky I mean, there's oftentimes when I had a 50% cancellation rate. That's crazy. That's crazy. And because, because the truth is, even if the product is good, one of your affiliates might have like a low quality list. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, a list full of people that just want something for free or they're perfectly yeah. happy maybe buying your program or whatever it is, downloading the entire thing mm -hmm. and then requesting a refund, Yeah, which is, you know, stealing, but it, it happens. It happens. And so, and so it's not unusual for these, for these launches to do 20, 30% refund rates. So now you've gone down from a million dollars, which you did. You're now you've lost 30% of that. Let's just say now you're down to 700 grand of what's left. Your affiliates are taking a 50% commission. So now you're down to 350. You know, you got to pay all the people that you hired to do this stuff. Let's just say that's another 50 grand. Now you're down to 300. Then you've got, you know, your JV prizes and your taxes and all this other stuff. So it's like on a million dollar launch. Most of these people are ending up with maybe like a hundred grand, like maybe a hundred grand. Because on a million dollar launch, here's the other thing that most people don't realize on a million dollar launch, you're also spending at least a hundred thousand dollars on ads. Right. I forgot and about that's ads. in a short time. That's in like over 30 days. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people see these big numbers of people out there saying like, oh my goodness, I had a six figure launch or oh, I had a million dollar launch, but they don't realize that at the end of the day, a million dollar launch means you're lucky to walk away with a hundred thousand dollars in your pocket that's considered like good. And yeah. so, well, yes, you know, Hey, I'm going to work once, you know, and make a hundred thousand dollars for the year, but that's no. if it goes really, really well. And it's a million dollar launch. They all the entire thing. Right. I can't tell you how many people I've done ads for that 
you know, you can spend a ton of money on ads and grow this huge list. But most of the people that I have worked with that did launches, less than 1% of their list actually buy. And so your list has to be so big. You have to add so many people to your list to even get anywhere near it being profitable. And and it is, it's very, I can't even tell you how stressful it is. It's stressful for the person doing the ads too, because now you put all this pressure on like the team and the other people that they have to perform and bring you this certain number of leads and it has to be a certain price or it's not going to be profitable. And it's just, it's not, it's not fun. No, it sucks. It <laughs> it's sucks. so and unpredictable. Never it before, you never, you have I'm no really, idea how it's going to turn out. Yeah. I, I mean, of all the things that I've done in my business, seriously, launches are the most stressful thing out there. Yeah. But but that's not even the point because it's like, hey, if it, if it worked, then maybe it would be worth going through the stress, right. you know, for some people. But the problem is that again, it's not evergreen. So right. even if you do a big ass launch twice a year, it's like you're making this huge pop of income and then nothing. Right. And you say, well, you know, you could have some back end stuff and you could sell some more stuff to these people or whatever, and all that's cool. But it's like at the at the end of the day, you've got one month where you got a million dollars coming in, and the next month almost nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then six months later, you got another million bucks come in or whatever it is. And then the next month, like nothing. And it just, yeah. it just sucks because it really destroys your ability to plan for your life. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if that launch, if you want, if you're planning on buying a new house, if that launch doesn't go right, you're done. You're not getting the house. <laughs> you're done. Right. Yeah. So when I created and developed the clients on demand system, that was like my number one priority was like, I, it's got whatever it is, it's got to be evergreen. I don't want to have these huge months and then nothing. And then another huge month and then nothing. I want it to be something that comes in, you know, pretty much like clockwork. And sure, you might have one month where you're, you know, you do a little 10% better. And then, you know, another month where, you right. know, you're down 10% or whatever. That's normal business stuff. Yeah. But basically your income is consistent. And I can't tell you how much confidence and strength that gives you as a business owner where it's like, you know, unless, I don't know, zombies attack or an <laughs> asteroid hits or something, you're making, you know, 100K next month or 500K yeah. or a million dollars next month, whatever it is. So that's really the, 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 the first thing is that you have to look at what is the business model that you are pursuing? Is it something that's evergreen where it's going to put money in your pocket every single day? Or is it something that is, you know, like any kind of an event where you're doing, you know, a launch every six months, or even if your income depends on live events. Mm -hmm. Another big one. There's a lot of live events are very unpredictable as well. You have a ton of work that goes in, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) We talk about this all the time, ton of work that goes into planning an event. It's extremely stressful. You're trying to get butts in seats as everybody says, and you have no true way of knowing the predictability of how many sales you're going to get. It's no. unpredictable. Yeah. And it's in a way, it's even worse than the launch because you got to sit there and you got to look those people at the eye in the <laughs> eye at yeah. your event. And like, you got to fly there. Working. You're dealing with hotels. You're dealing with all caterers and everything else. Yeah. So that's something that a lot of speakers deal with where, look, you guys, mm-hmm. selling from the stage can be very lucrative. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I would never want my income to depend on yeah. doing two launches a year or doing two or three events a year because it's just too unpredictable and you never, never know. And there's too much upfront expense. Yeah. Too. And there's a ton of upfront cost as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys. So, so that's the first thing is that like, look, if you really want to get off this revenue roller coaster, whatever business model you're pursuing, it has to be evergreen. So if you guys are listening to this going like, no, 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 I want that. I want that kind of security. I want consistent income. I want to get off this revenue roller coaster. That's like the first question to ask yourself. What's your strategy? 
What's your strategy for making sales? And if it's based on launches or if it's based on events or it's based on anything else that's kind of inconsistent, you need to take another look at that because it's got to be something that we can run like a machine, like clockwork mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, those other things should just be nice little add-ons. You know, it's right. a little boost to something that's already predictable and reliable. Oh, yeah. And so that's a great point, Adrian. If you guys have a consistent revenue stream, it's like, by all means, do a live event because that's going to add a quick pop of income for you. It's like, right. why not? But don't put yourself in a position where you're dependent on that, where if something goes wrong and that event doesn't work or the hotel burns down, <laughs> or God knows what happens, that it's over. Yeah. You know, and then you can't eat that month. That's what we're trying to save you guys from is to put yourself in a position where everything is riding on that one launch or that one event. And if it doesn't go right, you're screwed. You never want to put yourself in that position ever. Got it? Got it. All right. (laughs) So (laughs) the next thing to keep in mind, guys, is that whatever the strategy is, you must control it. You must control it. So this is another problem really with like launches, especially is that you don't really control the traffic. Now, if you're running your own ads, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these launches, like 90% of the sales come from affiliates. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is you're sitting there at home and you're counting on these affiliates to come through for you. And you're counting on these JV partners to come through for you. You're counting on these people to actually accurately represent your product so that people aren't disappointed when they come in and buy. You don't know yeah. what these guys are saying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you never want to put yourself in a position where you are dependent on other people. So again, that goes for launches, guys, but that also goes for referrals. I hear a lot of coaches out there, and a big myth, and, and especially in the coaching industry, is that if you have to advertise or, or, or you have to do any kind of marketing or promotion, you're a lousy coach. Because yeah. if you're a good coach, you should be able to depend completely on referrals. And I'm here to tell you, that's bullshit. Referrals, yeah. are, referrals are great. But again, you never want to sit there and have to sit at home with your fingers crossed going like, oh man, I hope, hope somebody refers me a client this month. Because if not, I don't get to eat and my kids don't get to eat. Like, no, 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 no. You've got (laughs) to control the source of your income because if you don't, you're, 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 you're putting yourself at the mercy of someone else. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. You're at the mercy of somebody else and what they're doing. You have no control over when those leads come in, when a new client comes in, or even what kind of client it is. A lot of people that I talk to often say, well, I get referred clients, but they're not really my ideal clients. They're not really a good match. They're not you know, a big enough client or they're not a good enough match for who I can help. And, and so not only are they inconsistent, but a lot of times they're not a good match either. Yeah. And, and so, and so it, again, it just gives you this incredible sense of like, honestly, fear because yeah. you don't know where the next client's going to come from. You don't know if it's going to be someone who's a fit. You're putting yourself in a position where if that's the only referral you got that month, you kind of have to sign that person up, don't you? Even if, even if you can't stand them, even if they're not, <laughs> even if maybe yeah. you can't help them, you got no choice. You got to make money someplace. And, and so, so, you, so you're, you're putting yourself in this position where you're totally dependent on someone else for your income. And that is definitely not what we want for you guys. We want you guys to be in a position where you know the money's coming in, you know the money's coming in consistently, and you're not running your business by anyone else's leave. You know what I'm saying? You're not right. running your business because so-and-so was like condescended to mail for you or or so-and-so was like, oh, Adrian, I'll let you speak on my my stage or something. And it's like, yeah. oh, thank God. If they didn't let me on their stage, I wouldn't, you know, I'm screwed. So so you have to think about these things, guys, at the early stages of your business or think about these things wherever you are right now. Have you been making your income dependent on other people, you know, coming through for you? If that's what you're doing, you got to really think about that. 
have you depending making your income dependent on 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 stuff that isn't evergreen and isn't consistent? If yeah. if you are, you really got to take a step back and think about that. Well, it, and and the other things that fall in line with that are your networking groups, mm -hmm. your summits. You know, we all get invited to like be a part of this summit. And I have to tell you that when you're new in the business, especially in the coaching industry, to get invited to be on a summit, you think like, oh, this is my big chance, right? I'm going to be on you know, online, all, you know, everybody's emailing the list. We're going to have 5,000 people show up in this summit and there's like 30 different speakers. And, you know, my name's going to be on there as being a speaker. And you think that it's going to bring you all this notoriety and like establish yourself as a, as a, cre a credible person. And that's kind of how they pitch it. Those that are doing the summits, you know, they kind of pitch it of like, Hey, come on here and speak. And this is going to allow you to be exposed to all of these people. And when you're new, it's very easy to fall into that and think like, well, of course I'm going to get clients out of this. How could I not when there's 5,000 people or 20,000 people registered for this thing? And you and I both have done enough summits in our day. Well, you maybe not as many as me because you're a little smarter than me. Well, I've done, but, uh, I did a couple like when people first jumped on the summit bandwagon, I was like, yeah, yeah sure. I'll try it. But yeah. dude, come on. <laughs> but all that happens is you end up giving away a bunch of stuff for free because they want you to give like, oh, you know, make it really juicy for our listeners and give away like one of your programs that you would normally charge for. You know, they don't want your like freebie lead magnet. They want like your good stuff, your stuff that normally people would pay for. And so all you do is take all this time to go on there and teach and you give away good stuff and you give away your programs. And in the end, you don't get any clients out of it. And so, you know, well, the, the summits and running the summit gets the whole list. Yes. That's the and only then, person that wins. <laughs> right. That's the only person who wins is the person who gets like all the leads from all the people's lists that are in the summit. Yeah. And even that person, it's like you've got all these leads that are on 20 other people's lists. And it's like, right. how good are those? You know? Right. How good are they? And also, and, and exactly how good of a match are they based on what it is that you even have to sell? And so, you know, there's all kinds of things like that out there. The summits, they sound great, but in the end, it's just a bunch of work that doesn't usually result in anything. So guys, like, I, I, you know, I really want you to understand what we're saying here is you've got to take a step back and just like before you invest your time and energy and money and, and, and future and future into a business model, you've got to take a step and take a step back and think, is this going to create the kind of business that I want? And so Adrian, we've blown a hole in like so many different <laughs> like, like launches, events, summits. Um, there's a lot of people who teach you to go into other people's Facebook group. We just kicked a ton of people out of our Facebook group who were yeah. doing this to go <laughs> into other people's Facebook groups and try to poach business from that. Yeah. Now look, don't get me wrong. If you're in someone's Facebook group and someone's saying, oh yeah, I really need someone who can help me with this. And it's something that you help with by all means message that person. But right. there are people who are teaching this as like a core strategy to go into other people's Facebook groups and try to like poach clients from there. Message all their people and try to sell them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, so All it does is piss people off, really, is because people, they, they're on to you, right? Like they know like, oh, this person just private messaged me. It's basically like, it's the, it's the 2018 version of like email spammers that just like buy a list and they blast 100,000 people who didn't even ask to be on your list and just blast them. And like, that's the new age spamming is like, let me go into a group and private message every single person in this group that someone else did the work of building up rapport and relationship with them. And, and then, and people are seeing right through that, like they're getting smarter to that. So not only are you annoying and pissing off the person yet you private message, but now you're probably going to get yourself kicked out of that group as well. Oh yeah. Especially if it's our group. 
Yeah. <laughs> so like Russ said, like if you're in a group and people are asking, the conversation comes up and you can help people by all means. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is going into other people's groups for the sole intention that you're just going to spam the heck out of their people and private message them. And there are people out there teaching that right now. And it's not a good strategy. And again, if like Russ says, if you're relying on that to feed yourself and to feed your family, it's not going to work out well. No. So guys, I hope we're like giving you guys some clarity on what it needs to look like. Because again, if it's not evergreen and you don't have control over it, it is not a good foundation for your business. Doesn't mean you can't do it, but you better have something in place that you do control and that is evergreen. And so for us, and, and I mean, again, and this is like Adrian does this better than anyone else in the world. For me, the key to success is to be able to turn paid ads into profit yeah. and to do that consistently. If you can't do that, you don't really have a business. I, you know, I was in masterminds years ago where they just disdained that. I mean, I swear to God, they, they really looked down on that. They were like, oh, like, again, you shouldn't be advertising. You shouldn't be whatever. You should get all the business you want just from referrals or whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself going like, if I can't advertise this thing, then I can't scale my business. Right. If I can't advertise this thing, I don't have consistent income. You know? Yeah. And I wanted to put myself in a position where my income was consistent, where I could scale this thing. And if you want to have something that's sustainable and scalable that gets you off that revenue roller coaster, you need to know how to turn paid advertising into profit, period. Well, it's so dumb to say like, oh, if you need to run ads, you're not very good. Freaking McDonald's and Pepsi still run ads every single day and everybody in the world knows who they are. Like you don't need to, it doesn't, running ads isn't a bad thing. You know, companies even that are well-established that are still running ads, it's because you have to stay top of mind for people. For sure. If you're not in front of them and you're not top of mind, they will forget about you. Even if you're their favorite soda, like eventually they'll try the next guy who's in their face and saying, try me, try me. And so advertising isn't this evil, bad thing. Advertising is the greatest tool that was ever created in order for businesses to be able to get in front of the people who need and want what they have. And, and so I think so many people have this like negative view in their mind of like, oh, Facebook, I hate Facebook ads, blah, 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 blah. Like Facebook ads should be your best friend. You know, <laughs> they're, they're the most favorite thing that I that I have right now. Well, it's like, no, but I mean, look, you, you have to think like a like a like a business owner, not like a consumer. Right. I mean, like when I'm watching TV and I'm totally into what I'm watching, I hate the commercials and the commercials come on. But the reason they're running those commercials is because they're making a hell of a lot of money from them. Yeah. And so as a business owner, you, you might be, you know, someone who scrolls through your Facebook newsfeed and go, oh, it's another ad. I hate ads. But like, dude, the reason we're running ads is because they freaking work if you do it right. Like yeah. they work great. Well, it always cracks me up whenever I see a business owner complaining about Facebook, mm -hmm. especially their newsfeed. Like you said, they're looking at it from a consumer point of view and complaining about it. And I, and I'm like, all of those things that exist that the consumer is complaining about are what make it great for advertisers. If, if all of those things didn't exist then we wouldn't have the means to advertise. And, and so it's not this evil, horrible thing. It's a way to be in control and take reach people that you wouldn't normally be able to reach and that need you. They need your services. They need your help. They have a problem you can solve. And, and so it's not this terrible thing to run paid ads. You're actually, it's beneficial to the people who are looking for a solution and they wouldn't find you without that ad. That's key, guys, because like we always say, right now, there's people out there that need your help. And I don't care if you're an accountant or an attorney or a chiropractor or an acupuncturist or a therapist or a coach, whatever it is, you've got clients and customers out there that need you, not some other guy, not some other gal. They need you. Yeah. And the only way you're ever going to reach them is if you actually get your message in front of them. And the simplest, fastest, and best way to do that 
is by paid advertising. Because again, that is something that you can control. You run your ads and you can watch how many people are clicking on my ads. How many people are maybe reaching out to book a conversation with me? How many people are becoming clients? And then finally, what am I spending on advertising every month? And then what am I, what am I making back? Mm-hmm. And for the last like what, Adrian, three, four years, we've, we've earned back like 10 to $15 for every dollar we've spent on Facebook ads with an incredibly high degree of consistency. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, our business is getting more and more and more profitable as we scale up. Which is crazy, which is which is almost unheard of. Yeah. Um. We, we you know we we were talking to um some people the other day that were saying talking about how they're doing you know a million dollars a month on Facebook, which I know to most of you guys seems like a crazy number, right? A million dollars a month. It seemed like a crazy number to me too until we got there. But they're doing a million dollars a month in revenue, but they're spending like six hundred thousand dollars a month on advertising. Yeah. But we were like, whoa. <laughs> um, like, well, well, how much do you guys spend on ads? It's like, oh, we spent like 70 grand on ads last month. We did like 1.3 million in revenue. And they were like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. so the better you get at turning the paid advertising into profit, the more profitable your business can get. Mm-hmm. And again, guys, that's what allows you to have security. That's what allows you to plan for the future. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny how people think that you have to have a ton of money to do ads, you know, and that's how it used to be, right? Like if you were going to do radio ads or TV ads or something, you had to have this huge budget. And, you know, Facebook has made it and and not just Facebook, all the other social media platforms that have um, advertising opportunities have made it available that anybody really with a business can can utilize paid traffic. And so I don't want people listening to us hear numbers like, oh, spending $70,000 a month on ads or spending $600,000 a month on ads. They think that this isn't for them. Um, because I started out running Facebook ads and I just was spending $10 a day, $20 a day, you know, like you start with where you're at and you don't need to have a big budget. And that is another reason why I love Facebook ads Mm -hmm. so much is because your average everyday person that's a coach or a business owner, that's just trying to get started and reach people and help people can do that with smaller budgets. You don't need $70,000 a month. We didn't even, we didn't start at $70,000 a month, you know, (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna spend 20 bucks a day. And you know what I mean? Like, like you start really, really small. But if you're making 20, if you're spending 20 bucks a day, but you're making 50 bucks a day back, then you go, okay, well, how can I do more? How can I do more? How can I do that more? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you start with where you're at. And once you have an evergreen system in place that you have and you can turn that paid traffic, that paid traffic into profit and it becomes more consistent, then you're just naturally going to want to keep investing more and more and more in there. Like how many times can I do this a day? How many times can I turn a dollar into $15? I'll do that all day long. Um, But you don't have to have a lot to start. You you know, you have to have something obviously, but it's really accessible for every business owner. Yeah. Cause then it's consistent guys. Then it's predictable. Then it's something that you control. You can run ads on Facebook. You can run ads on Twitter. You can run ads on AdWords. You can run ads on YouTube. You can like this a million different places you can run ads. But once you get good at that stuff, you, you know, with a very high degree of certainty, if I spend X, I'm yeah. going to make Y. Yeah. And that I can't tell you how amazing that is. Even if you're doing it at a smaller scale, even if you're like, oh, I'm going to spend 40 bucks a day on ads and I'm going to make $300 back or $400 back or whatever it might be. Like that's the foundation of a business that can give you security. That's the foundation of a business that you can feel great about because you're not dependent on anybody else. And it's not some quick pop of income that isn't going to be there in the next month. Yeah, it's, it's challenging to know how to plan for the future when you're emailing your list and nobody's buying, you know, like 
I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to that say, you know, I send my email list or my list an email and nobody's buying from me. Nobody's clicking. Nobody's booking a call with me. And you have to be able to grow your base, right? Like we all start with no- nothing. We all start with zero followers, zero email list. And you can grow that slowly by waiting for people to kind of find your website and find your Facebook group. Or you can take full advantage of an advertising tool that's there that puts you in control. You can grow the list, you can grow the group, you can create an evergreen model. And so, you know, everybody starts at zero, but the people that are getting there faster and that you're watching around you become successful and and grow their businesses faster are relying on paid traffic. They're not relying on word of mouth to grow their list. You know, they're not relying on word of mouth to grow their Facebook groups and other things that they're doing to generate income. And so you've got to wrap your head around that and kind of accept the fact and embrace the fact that paid traffic is really a gift that puts you in control of your business and allows you to grow it as fast or as slow as you want to. So guys, look, that's how you get off the revenue roller coaster. You have to devote yourself to business models that are evergreen, where they're always working, and it has to be something that you control. Now, just like we talked about and kind of broke down today, guys, that eliminates a lot of what's being taught out there. I mean, you shouldn't really be wasting your time with launches. You shouldn't be focused on events. You shouldn't be focused on summits. You shouldn't be focused on referrals. You shouldn't be focused on going in other people's groups or whatever and like poaching people or whatever nonsense. Like you've got to, if you're going to, if you're going to master one thing and it's a scary thing, guys, and I, (laughs) I was totally afraid to even get into advertising or Facebook or any of that stuff. It's like not my cup of tea, but I did it because I saw the potential and my life has never been the same. So if you want to pursue a strategy that's got the chance to give you what you want, focus on how can you turn paid ads into profit and do that every single day. Now, the best model or method that I've seen to help coaches, consultants, experts, thought leaders, and service pros do that is what we teach at Clients on Demand. So if you want to talk to us about whether that method can work for you, I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Book a call to speak to us and we'll get into all this stuff. We'll talk about like where you should be advertising, when you should be advertising, what kind of clients you want to work with, what kind of clients you don't want to work with, what you're doing now that's working, what's not working, and all those things. We'll get into all this stuff with you. It'll be the best 45 minutes to an hour you've ever spent working on your business and you will walk away from that call with tremendous clarity. Even if you're like, no, I don't want to pursue this strategy. At least you'll have a better idea of what not to do. Guys, so look, that's going to do it for us today. Um, make sure that whatever you decide to do, that you are focused on the outcome. You're focused on, on you're not jumping on the bandwagon of whatever's hot or whatever's cool, whatever people are teaching right now, but you're really beginning with the end in mind and you're asking yourself, okay, do I want consistent income? Yes. Do I want consistent income that I control? Yes. Okay, great. What's a strategy that's going to produce that for me? And you're thinking that way because if you're just jumping on the next bandwagon or whatever the next big thing is that everybody's all excited about or mm-hmm. whatever, it's going to completely lead you astray. So so don't be one of those people that just jumps from offer to offer and just jumps from training to training. Be intentional about what you want. Decide exactly what you want your business to look like and then ask yourself, what's the strategy that's going to get me there? And if you need some clarity on that, book a call to speak to us. Clientsondemand.com forward slash call. Adrian, you are a genius. You're a rock star. You're the best in the world at this stuff. And it's an honor to be able to have you on these shows. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll catch you on the next show. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with clients on demand, here's what I want you to do next. 
head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.